0: Yeah, that's I'm gonna,
1: gonna kill me. I'm gonna We're starting my, again. I'm gonna dig my passion back out again. Well, actually, don't need it on. It goes Okay, so <laughs> so what just happened? <laughs> Welcome, Fempreneurs, by the way. <laughs> I'm here with Hannah, and she just told probably the first third to half of her incredible story before I realized that I still had the external microphone setting turned on on the camera, which means it wasn't recording sound because we weren't using an external microphone. Live and learn, rookie mistake. <laughs> We're starting over and she's graciously laughing right now, probably gritting her teeth a little bit. No, told... what's all
0: about what I love, okay. What I love about this is this is what I go through when I'm doing my own videos. So I love the human factor mm. that this is what happens to all of us every once in a while, and this is the story of my life. You just roll with the
1: punches. <laughs> This is also a much more interesting <laughs> beginning than last time. I think so. Like I think so. We have our Tim Hortons. And we already tees. have our Tim Hortons. You guys don't get to hear us through the drive through this time, which <laughs> apparently that wasn't meant to be. No. So I'm gonna I am gonna start it off the same <laughs> way I did last time. Um kay. where I'm gonna ask you to share what you do, where you live, a little bit about yourself, and then kay. I'm gonna give you a couple major words to just roll with. Okay. Okay.
0: So I'm Hannah. And uh, I live in Golden British Columbia and I am a certified animal communicator and a lot of my practice, about half my practice, is working with clients and their animals um, in end-of-life transition and death and dying. And uh, that's a lot of my practice. The other part of my practice I like to joke about is about um, working with animals who have people problems versus people with animal problems. Because, you know, the animals need all the Dark. help they can get with us. Hi, Dark. Hi, Dark.
1: Speaking of animals with people problems, he wishes he had a tea, too. <laughs> oh, is that what he's saying to you right now? No. Because <laughs> he probably does. He
0: wants a cookie instead. Yeah, he just wants to play fetch
1: <laughs> all the time. Yeah. What, is that, what does that mean? We'll, get, we'll come back to that later. OK, okay lay down and be quiet. Good boy. I Thanks, Dirk. He, well. he does. Um, okay, so I'm going to shoot you straight with some big words like okay. we did before mm-hmm. <laughs> and let you roll <laughs> with it. Take two. Take two. Um, childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. Um,
0: definitely grew up in a dysfunctional home. My father was an alcoholic and um, my mom uh, definitely struggled with that and also struggled with herself. And... Um, there was, there was a lot of challenges. Um, my parents weren't always available for us because um, they were caught up in their own stuff. And I'm really lucky to have had the animals that we did pretty much from birth on. Um, there was cats or dogs, and later in life I had I had a horse, and. My parents, we immigrated um, from Finland and uh, being an immigrant uh, there was a lot of rigidity uh, in moving to the country and trying to fit in and uh, faced a lot of bullying um, because you're always the weird kid just because you know. Because you don't speak the language well. Oh, you don't speak the language well, and you eat weird, and you got knitted clothes, and, you know, the the life skills that we had from there don't really work here, and we moved into a small town. Where did you move to? We moved, um, my dad finished his Ph.D. uh, in Western, um, in, I think, London, Ontario. Hmm. And then he got his first job in Kimberley, British Columbia. Hmm. And growing up in there, um was great, but you know, I, I was shy. I didn't speak English well. My parents didn't speak English. My dad spoke some because he was working, but my mom didn't speak very much. Um, we were told not to speak our own language. And I had a great imagination, so I basically spent a lot of my childhood in um, art and drawing and escaping that way and being with my animals because they could relate to me I wasn't getting teased I wasn't getting bullied I wasn't Mm -hmm. the weird one and that was that was definitely a challenge growing up and I wouldn't change any of that Mm -hmm. because that's what has made me who I am but it must have been hard in the moment oh dear gosh yes (laughs) absolutely yeah absolutely There, there were so many tears and I don't know what I would have done without my animals and being able to cry mm-hmm. into them mm-hmm. and them supporting me. And mm-hmm. they were like my real live
1: teddy bears. Um, and did you feel like they understood you in a way yes. that humans didn't? Because I, yes. I, i that's one thing about animals that I think yes. people, not all people understand that, especially parents who won't get a pet for their kids and things. Like I think that there is something. Well, that, I'll, animals,
0: our relationship with them, It is truly, I I cannot find anything else. It is truly the only, in my opinion, relationship, when we have a relationship with an animal, that there is unconditional love. But I will still say it's one-sided. They give us unconditional love Mm. all the time. And I don't know a human that is capable of doing that. And and we aren't even fully capable of giving that to them. Oh, no, not at all. But they, they love us doesn't matter what we look like, mm-hmm. what we wear, how we smell, like nothing. Yeah. They love us. Mm-hmm. When our heart is pure, they love us. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling beings. And they feel everything because they live from their heart. And when we're children, we live from our heart. So we feel everything. So I felt the energy in my household growing up. I was so sensitive to it. But when we start speaking, we then switch to our, our sorry left brain. And then the words start coming in. But then our heart, that was so big. That's why children and animals are so connected, because they're so connected from their heart. Mm -hmm. But when we start the spoken word, we start to then go into our left brain. And then we start shutting down our heart. And life circumstances and life events and situations and relationships and rules
1: um, change us. Okay, we're going to pause there for one second because I'm kay. having some PTSD about the sound. Okay. So I'm just going to do a quick sound check. Yes. We'll be right back. Okay, <laughs> so we're good. Sound is great. We are good to go. So... Um, yeah, please continue with that train of thought. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like I you're said, you're gonna have to remind me what PTSD. my train of thought was. Well, just well there. what I was asking you was about the childhood trauma and connecting that with the animals, which you did beautifully. And you said a bunch of things that I'm gonna re-listen to a bajillion <laughs> times because it was <laughs> amazing. Um, so I'm just so thankful that we have this recorded because yeah, you really you you have such a gentle way of educating people about just the way things are. Just. Mm. Very cool. Like Thanks. So the first time I met Hannah, Hannah, see I call you Hannah because of... Th- you know, think of Hannah. Hun, hun, honey. Like honey. Hannah. 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 Yeah. Okay, Hannah. The first time I met <laughs> Hannah was in Golden and I was on my way to do my own little writing retreat in Salmon Arm. And We went for a coffee, which I thought would be like 30 minutes. Three hours later, yes. we were best friends. I like to talk. Well, I think I did a fair bit of talking as well, <laughs> but I learned tons from her. I learned a lot about her. But today, I've already learned a ton more about you, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Um, and I'm really excited for you to be sharing your, your, your story of connecting, you know, obvious purpose that keeps you up at night because you know you need to share with others with like the internet and getting the message out there and mm-hmm. finding people that need what you have to offer and, and seeing that relief in their lives because you've come into their life. To help them with stuff that yeah. you get, that yeah. you just know how to do.
0: Yeah, which well, is well, I've walked the path. Yeah, I've I've walked the path of um, pet loss. Mm. I've walked the path of loss of a parent. I've walked the loss of sickness. Um, I've walked the loss of my own injuries. Um, I've walked the loss of my own near death. Um, with uh, a couple times, uh, I've had two emergency surgeries, and mm. one of them was a ruptured appendix and uh, the surgeons first words were glad we kept you on this side Mm -hmm. and um, I've had I've had a lot of trials and tribulations and I I really thank the animals on that and you know I experience and live in the moment Mm -hmm. and they keep bringing me back to the moment so I'm able to go through those experiences but I was so grateful in my 20s, I learned. um, Whenever life gave me lemons, like they always Mm -hmm. say, you make lemonade. Mm -hmm. And I... Something happens, I'm like, well, what's the lesson in this one? That's Mm -hmm. my first thought. What do I need to learn? What do Mm -hmm. I need to do? And that's
1: what always keeps me going. Which is different than how some react to it. Yes. A lot of people say, poor me. Yes. Or I give up yes. or I'm going to distract myself with it. And I'm just not going to think about it. Yes. And I've done all of the above. I, I so, have done all of the yeah. above too, but it
0: doesn't get me anywhere. And I know I have a higher purpose that I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. more. And there's this inner, there's this inner flame mm. that I just cannot, and I don't want to. Um, not have ignited, and it's burning so big mm-hmm. that I know I have a I know I have a purpose, mm-hmm. and I just need to share it. I finally have found it. Um, I was sharing with Lindsay earlier that it wasn't until my mid forties, and I'm like, oh, late bloomer, mm-hmm. that um, I really found my passion with animals. And I'll I'll share how that little story happened. Is we had this one dog. Her name was Mushu. Um, She was a boxer. And I got her at five months. I got her for the wrong reason. I got her to fill the hole from the death of my first boxer. Mm. So I struggled in my relationship with her because I expected her to be like my first boxer. And I didn't allow her to be her. And so we had a lot of troubles. And then when I finally realized, okay, this is who she is and her personality is completely different, I have to accept her for who she is. She also taught me how to get my backbone. I didn't realize I'd lost my backbone. Mm. And we had her in our life and she challenged me more than any animal in my entire life has ever challenged me. But she's also the one who brought me to animal communication. Uh And how she she made me think out of the box. And I worked with so many trainers. And I was going on the whole obedience level and the whole left brain thinking. And I didn't know what animal communication was. I heard about twenty years ago from a vet, and I looked at her like she had three heads. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Well, now I'm an animal communicator, and I think it's the best thing ever. And <laughs> everyone should do it. Yeah. But um, and everyone can do it. But she challenged me so much, and she challenged me to think out of the box. And she brought me there, and we had brought a cat into our family. She wanted to kill the cat. And I was going at it from a obedience training perspective. And I'm like, okay, it's going to take a while. And it was working and, you know, slowly. And it was going to take, you know, I was committed to do this for up to a year to get these two to be in the same room together. And, you know, probably about a month and a half in, I had the two of them laying on a dog bed just next to our fireplace. And I'm right there, Moosh is on a leash. And I'm like, okay, and Moosh, instant. Just, I couldn't even see it, read it, nothing. She just went to go kill the cat. So I grabbed her, and I put her down on the ground, and I, was, I got mad. I was really frustrated. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm also mad at myself. Like, what have I done? I put stress on her and stress on the cat, and I, I had a lot of guilt. Mm. Totally normal. And then I just was so upset with her, and I'm like what is your problem? And I'm just like, the cat is staying and you are staying and you two have to get along. And I stopped because I was like, what the heck just happened? Because as soon as I said, the cat is staying, she was tense. As soon as I said, and you're staying, she melted. She absolutely melted. And I was like watching her like, are you alive? Are you okay? And she she was, she was just breathing and then she was like yawning and calm and I was like Oh my gosh. You thought if the cat stayed, you would have to leave. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I'd kill the cat too. Wow. She was kicking me out of my own house. <laughs> totally. So you that, me. <laughs> that that was the first light bulb and then literally Three days later, Moosh doesn't need to be on a leash. They're upstairs in the house. A week later, they are sleeping back to back. Mm. And they were best buds. Wow! And I was like, wow, I have no idea what just happened. And then a week after that, a friend sent me a video. Anna Breitenbach, a South African um, animal communicator who was, it was about the Black Panther from Diablo to, to Spirit, sent me this video. And I watched it. And I my jaw fell to the floor and I'm like, what? Animal communication? What is it? What? (laughs) And then I started thinking back going, well, that's just what happened with Mushu and our cat. And I'm like, this has a name? Hmm. So then I started looking back in hindsight and looking at all my relationships with my animals in the past and I'm like, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. But I didn't know it actually had
1: a name. And that you could do that kind of stuff for other people and help them with yeah. their pain and problems. And yeah. yeah.
0: So, as soon as I realized that, I, me and my passion, like, I am going to do this. Uh-huh. It just like, this is my calling. That I started Googling and researching and doing the research. And then I found um, a school down in California, the Gurney Institute of Animal Communication. And I was like, okay. And I, I'm the research freak. So, I started researching. Who do I like? Whose energy do I like? Who do I want to learn from? And I'm like, "Oh, I want to learn from this woman you named can basically Carol choose Gurney. your
1: own instructor?" Yeah. Oh, well,
0: well, I was looking at different instructors because yeah. now I had learned more about animal communication. Oh. And I'm like, "Well, who do I feel like I click with?" And then I happened to look at the Gurney Institute and boom, she was coming to Edmonton. I'm like, "Well, this is a sign." Yeah. <laughs> so my brother lives in Edmonton. I'm going to go stay at his place and take this course and yeah. I was in that course one day, I knew I wanted to become a certified professional animal communicator and do the whole program. Mm. And I signed up right away and I just knew. And then in June was her module one and she was coming back up to Edmonton for that. So I'm like, okay, this is meant to be. But I had doubt. And I remember I was driving Jeff back to the airport because he was working away. And I was driving back, and I had just spent five months with a dear friend of ours um, who had died of brain tumor, was dying of brain cancer. And I was working with her four or five days a week, um, just doing some energy work on her for palliative care. And she had passed in May, and this was in June, and I was like, oh, could I just get a sign? you know and I asked her I said could you give me a sign if this is what I'm truly meant to do because I'm really in a place of doubt right now Mm -hmm. and I got home and literally the next morning my phone rang super early and it was our neighbor and our neighbor's like oh my god Hanna! um you know my dog Huli I think he's dying he's not doing well can you come and help me I packed up, you know, all the stuff that I needed and I started running out the the gate and I stopped and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the sign because the woman who called me was our friend's best friend. And I knew that was my confirmation that this
1: Mm. is what I have to do. So you, you (laughs) knew though, like even though you, you say you're a late bloomer, you figured out what you're calling in your forties, but you knew in your twenties that you had a, a gift. Yes. And I and I don't like titles and and I don't like even your title of animal communicator. I know. I, I know you don't either. Because it doesn't, it does it's hard to put a title on something so vast. But can you list off just some other so you know titles that could fall under the umbrella of HANA?
0: <laughs> well, for animal communication, there there are so many different things. I mean, I people refer to themselves as uh Animal medium mm-hmm. and animal psychic, um, interspecies communication because we really can communicate with everything. We we really can. Um, birds, oh birds, uh, rocks, trees. What? Seriously, what? Seriously, everything on this earth we Stuff can without communicate a with. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. This so. is the first I'm hearing of this. People. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I was part of a. Um, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm looking outside. because I'm, like, I'm looking, at looking at plants. At? <laughs> I know. I know. I keep looking at plants because um, you, we can connect with plants. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I used to learn their energies, how I learned my, um, my essential oils. I was part of a, um, a shamanic class. And uh, we were learning essential oils through a traditional journeying. Um, learning the native ways of how mm-hmm. to journey and learn the medicine of the plant. And there'd be 14 of us, and we would each do our individual journey in the room, and then we'd write down what we would get, and then we'd share the information. And, you know, we're all 80%, 90% accurate of what everyone got, and we did it all our own way, mm-hmm. and that's how we got to know with the plants. So I've always had this ability to connect. Mm-hmm. And I know and to, like, like, get
1: messages from another
0: sort of level of well, an, life. An, yes. O- outside Another o- outside of us. Of yes. I, I'm not sure what the right word would be. I know. Yeah. It's so hard to. to I,
1: oh. I, that's why you can't. And so can many people it. dismiss <laughs> anything with a lot of the words we just said. So, Correct. You know, congrats to those of you who are still listening or watching. If you um, have been a little bit triggered by some of the things
0: well we're talking and, and, about, and but. some people do get triggered and I you know I respect that and some people are, are fearful of it and um I respect that as well because in my 20s um I had some some signs of what I was aware of and it scared me mm. and I was just like oh I, I don't know about this and then in my 30s when we were raising the kids it was um other signs would come up, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I'm not ready for this."
1: So the day before Father's Day, you're in your fifth module of your course. Yes, what happened?
0: we uh, We had a, a busy weekend. I'm down in California doing the fifth module, and um, my father um, I got a phone call from my husband. I knew my father was well was was really ill because um, you had been with him quite a bit. For for that, ten months while, right? for ten months prior, my father was uh, was palliative. He had um, Alzheimer's and also a lot of a lot of other medical conditions, mm. and I had just um, spent ten months bringing him from Ontario to British Columbia, and uh, I had spent some time with him, um, a lot of time. That was a huge huge growing period and a big stretch, because I went to um, the Earth's End and back for him, to help him have all his dying wishes completed and I left and um my brother left and while I was down in California um my husband had called me at the end of a Saturday night the day before Father's Day saying um you know I just got a call from the home and your dad's not well and you know it's it's probably going to be in the next few days and that you might not make it back Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So, at the end of that evening, um, I was having a shower. And I just started talking with Dad. And, um, yeah. It was like, hey, tomorrow's Father's Day. It'd be really good if you wanted to go today or on Monday, but not on Father's Day. And, the dogs that you love are going to be waiting for you on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, I, I really love you. And I could just feel him in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to be okay. I know you chose to go now while I'm not there because you want me to live my life mm-hmm. and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, all of a sudden had this feeling Mm -hmm. and it was literally like an air just moved through me and I was like "Oh, you just made it to the other side Mm. you just knew and I knew he had just passed at that moment Mm. and it was such a connection
1: And not everyone experiences it, but it's surprising how many people Mm. actually do. I don't feel like I don't relate to what you're talking about. And the more I get to know you, the more I'm like, it's amazing to hear, to know someone who feels this other connection to things because I don't think that I connect that deeply.
0: I didn't think that either until I got into this line and into this work and into using my right brain, yeah, and my my intuition. So you and think my it openness. is a
1: trained thing to some? Like there's there's definitely we're, we're you're born, born that way. Some we're,
0: we're born intuitive because we don't speak, we don't speak. But as a mother, you intuitively know, you know what's going on in telepathy. Like someone calls and you're like, hey, I was just thinking of you. It's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: And then back. Yeah, to that it, does happen a lot.
0: It, it does, and that that's a, a connection because we're all energy and frequency. Mm-hmm. We all vibrate at a certain level, but we have a connection when we're in tune with -hmm. ourselves and, Mm -hmm. you know, with another person. Mm -hmm. But, like, back to my dad, I got out of the shower and I got dressed, and then five minutes later the phone rang, and it was my husband. And he says, I've been trying to muster it up, uh, the strength to tell you that, you know, your dad just died five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, thank you, I know, because I was just with him while he left and then you know I hung up and fell to the floor like a puddle and Mm. grieved yeah and the next day I had another intense module day that you know we needed to be out there and working with clients and being evaluated and I pulled it together Mm -hmm. and in moments When I needed to leave, um, I honored myself Mm -hmm. and I left the class and I just went and I just sobbed. Mm -hmm. And then I came back Mm -hmm. and then did it. But I learned through my dad, I have never experienced all the pain that I went through to get him to where he wanted to be. My father was a do not resuscitate who was resuscitated. Mm -hmm. So I fought for him him to have dignity to die with dignity after that because he wasn't honored in the mm. first time of his passing. Mm-hmm. There are so many gifts and lessons mm. and there was so many like that that's a whole podcast and a story on yeah, its own if anyone's ever interested but it was it was um, unbelievable and every day I was in the hospital with him I kept going let me find the peace in this purgatory mm-hmm. because that's what it was and every day every moment I looked for the gem Mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to give away a precious moment to anger or frustration. Mm -hmm. And I had asked some friends who had lost some parents, what do you wish you did differently? Mm -hmm. And they all said, I wish I was with them. Mm -hmm. I wish I didn't get caught up in the bureaucracy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that. So every moment I was with them, I was And when I wasn't with them then I could deal with whatever needed to be done but I was not gonna let that interfere in those moments because I made such amazing memories Hmm. and that's what fed me and the biggest thing I realized is I fought for him and then my realization after that is like "Hmm, how about fighting for yourself Um. how about showing up for yourself so he died in June And when I was finishing module five, I completed module six by November of that year. And it's two years this November, and it's two years this June that dad had passed. So I found my strength after dad died Mm. to finish my dream. And then I always knew I wanted to make a business out of it.
1: Okay. So your dad, so module six is the end, Mm -hmm. you're done. Mm -hmm. So your dad's gone, you're able to focus entirely on yourself which is ultimately focusing on others because correct. you're creating a business that is a hundred percent about service correct and exchanging knowledge and gifts for money but leaving your people better off yeah so how do you take that you've now got the knowledge you've got the skills how did you take that out to the world and, and offer it like this is the marketing piece of this conversation yes. right like <laughs> yeah i really want women yes. listening to this who now really know you and like you and trust you to really be inspired by the, the bold steps that you took next. So, yeah.
0: Please. So, the, the next steps is um, I, I knew I needed to get a website. Hmm. So, January, I'm like, well, this is a quiet time. Um, so, I found, okay, I'm going to use Squarespace. Squarespace, this is just how I work. Um, gave me 14 days introductory to do it. So, I'm like, okay, that's my goal. I'm going to have this up and live. In 14 days mm-hmm. day 13 after literally spending probably 10 to 15 hours every day writing content figuring out yeah. buttons learning um, my website launched nice. and I had probably about 40 or 50 people and I sent an email out to all my friends check out my website and I was so proud I built it yeah. Yeah. and then
1: I just got feedback. This is rare, by the way, for people to watch (laughs) it. This is this is a little unique. Like you, like yes, it is easier now in the last three to four maybe years to do what you just described. But a lot of people don't do it. No, because they start to and they literally want to punch their computer Mm -hmm. in the face, and then they they either don't do it because they don't have the money to hire someone. But I didn't give myself an option. I had yeah. to learn it. Yeah. And there's tons of great tes- like um, tutorial videos on so, YouTube. So, so
0: I had two laptops, one to build it and one to read the instructions. And oh. I read the instructions 10 times. I'm like, okay, step one, let's go back to this again. And I just,
1: um, I'm persistent. Yeah. Well, and when you know that you have to do something because you have to or you won't be able to sleep at night, like you do it. It's like writing a book. Like when you know that you have to get this book out to the you world. You just do it. You just, you can't sleep. So you might as well stay up writing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that
0: that's really what it was. So it yeah. started with that and a little newsletter, and and slowly my audience has been building. Then mm-hmm. I started with a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I'm going to be out there in business cards, well, I'm going to start that. But I wanted to look professional from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I had that all working. And then like for coming and, and hearing about your class, it was like, okay, I get it. I have an Instagram account. I had a Facebook account. But... I didn't understand how they really worked Mm -hmm. and how they could work to my advantage. Um, I now, oh my gosh, my newsletter goes out to probably 14, 14, 15 different countries. Mm -hmm. Um, 60% of my clientele is Canadian, 35 is from the U S and, uh, the other 5% is from Europe. And how did these people find you? How did these people come to know you? Word of mouth yeah. and people sharing my um, my newsletters mm. with their friends.
1: Forward well, to a friend button. Uh, exactly.
0: It. Well, I finally figured out my forward <laughs> they to a friend. You don't need the button. button, right? Like, obviously, because <laughs> no, they, they they're forwarding
1: it anyways. anyway. <laughs> they, they
0: don't. It's but cool that but you it, did it. yeah, it's it's been working. So each month has been like, okay, I'm adding a little bit more. Um, MailChimp, right? MailChimp, right. yeah. And uh, so I'm learning, and I I had a client on Instagram, one of my grief quotes, and it was a rock that I had painted of a heart and a paw print, and then my words of how grief is, um, my whole feeling about grief is grief is a whole new emotion Mm. um, that joins our repertoire of existing emotions, and just because we're happy in one moment and sad in one moment and angry, grief is just another emotion that follows the exact same continuum, Mm -hmm. and it just shows up, but it does show up sometimes at the most awkward times, like mm-hmm. crying in a supermarket because you hear a song and you're like, oh, oh, well, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm just going to cry. Okay, now I'm better. Now I can keep going. Mm-hmm. Just like for a moment, something makes you happy, but yeah. we don't think of the good emotions. We just walk past them. It's just the, the grief makes everyone feel uncomfortable. Yes. But when we know it's just part of us, we don't move and get over it. Yeah. It becomes us. It becomes a part of us. So mm-hmm. we just keep walking through it and with it. And if we stop making a big deal about it, then it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, now I'm off tangent. So can't no, be going. I can see, you know, I haven't, <laughs> you know I haven't hired you. I haven't had you work with me and my dog or anything, but I can kind of see what that value that you bring. Like I can see that, that wisdom and that passion that you bring and it's just it's so helpful because a lot of people just don't know how to think about this stuff Mm -hmm. and they're taught as young kids to get over it and to push it out of your mind you've got to keep going and don't even think about that if it makes you sad and like all those things that we get told by people who don't know (laughs) what
0: to do right well
1: we and it's not that they don't know
0: Well, they don't know, but they're also uncomfortable because they were told the same thing. Yeah, oh yeah, they're just doing what they know, yeah. So if if we think about it, my my whole purpose and mission is to help people feel comfortable because literally, we do not get out of this world alive. Yeah. We don't. So we need to befriend dying and death because it's a part of our life. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, our animals especially as children, is our first experience of death. Yeah. And if we can make that one that we can talk about and honor our animal and have a service mm-hmm. for them or some something that commemorates them mm-hmm. and have an open discussion, we can change a child's perception of death so it's nothing to be feared because... We need to work on the fear factor that so many people have. We're driving to Bright Creek by the way. Um, okay.
1: Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Actually, hold on one second. It smells like dog in here because there's a dog in here, so let's just get some fresh <laughs> air in here while we're paused. No offense, Dirk, but you smell bad. And, uh, I, I, I like that you have two big, massive beasts at your house because you, yes. you're used to the smell of dog, which is I'm so used to it, I don't good. even smell it anymore. <laughs> I was catching the odd big whiff of it. I'm like, I'm so glad she's a dog person. Cause it smells like a full on kennel in here. It's basically a kennel on wheels, this vehicle we're driving. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, thank you for sharing that, you know, piece of like, you know, the necessity of like, I gotta get a website. Like I can't just keep the skill and talent, you know, and passing out business cards in town. Like I need to get online and it's not comfortable and it sucks and it's hard. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, Figuring it out and I'm persevering and like that's and so And I'm right. not
0: afraid. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to try this you know, Instagram, Facebook, website. I'm going to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that I don't like, I'll. it will evolve with me as I evolve. Mm-hmm. So I'm not afraid to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to keep learning and really I think all that aspect of the marketing it evolves as we evolve
1: that's the dog park he's a little excited about it he's like, oh my gosh there's dogs i, I have go. to I have to whine really loud just in case they yeah. hear me i want to go play mm-hmm. okay, okay. derek enough thank you for that <laughs> give it up you're wrecking our podcast <laughs> derek lay gonna, down mom's gonna edit this out yeah he gives me the eyes his nose mm-hmm. down like and he's like that like yeah um yeah so when when you came into the Femme Printer Marketing School it was through a referral from Carol right yes and Carol was referred by Corinne, Corinne correct yeah so and I'm meeting Corinne tomorrow yeah which person. is so cool and tomorrow is actually our graduation celebration for the current two classes that have just wrapped up this week and um that's going to be super awesome. Just so cool to get everybody together. But anyways, what I wanted to ask you from a marketing perspective is what is your like marketing journey been like this last two years? Like since you got your website up, like what, like what have been some of your greatest aha moments, things that you recommend people do, things you recommend people don't do? Like, is there anything that you can ask can... for help? Okay. <laughs> ask for help. Okay.
0: Find, find help, find people, do your research, Google, um, ask people what works for them. Find people in your industry or other industries and ask them and just keep, I, I think really it's just being hungry to figure out how to make it better. And like this, this came out for me and I was just like, wow. Like I, I'm always searching. I know my message needs to get out there so I'm always searching and I'm creating opportunities for myself like there's another mastermind group that I'm a part of which is animal communicators and there's six of us from six different countries who are participating to help but I think that's the other thing too is I don't want to be alone I work in out of a uh, an, an office um, by myself. We're out in the country, so I am physically alone, and I don't want to be alone. Thank God for Zoom, right? And, and that so Zoom, Zoom makes a huge difference. But I'm big into building community and building network and meeting with other women. And so yes, I network with other animal communicators, but it's also important to network with other women from other businesses mm. because they're going to see things. Help me see how I can get my information and what I do out to other people because just because I'm in the animal communicator like world, um, I understand it, but not everyone understands it. Mm -hmm. So it's great to have women who don't understand what it is that I do because then they can ask me the questions, and then that makes me think and go, Hey, okay, so this isn't clear. This helps me add value. Oh, this is how I can explain it better. And the other women are what helps me to be better. And that's how I can also contribute to the others going, well, explain a little bit more about what it is that you do and how you Mm -hmm. do it. And we can give each other literally thought-provoking Questions Mm -hmm. in our own business so we can make it better.
1: Because everyone has. And put them on (laughs) SurveyMonkey. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Uh, But on that topic, can you take us through what it would be like to work with you? Like, what's the typical flow of like, why would someone call you? Maybe give us a recent example if you can of like, you know, how many meetings, how long are the meetings, how do you hold the meetings? Like, walk us through what it would be like to be your client. Okay. So. Typically, to be my client, um, most
0: people find me through uh, my website um, or a referral, which is which is www.hannabracken.com. H A N N A, no H B R A C K E N, yeah. com, and from there, and even if people call me or contact me, another way I always direct them to my website because under the contact me or work with me, I have a consultation intake and um, I just do better visually to see someone's intake. So what I do is people, I send them to my website, they fill in the consultation intake, and then I get the intake, I review the intake, I contact them, and um, we will set up a time for an initial chat, and that's, that really is an intake review. But I'm also building a rapport and a relationship with and I'm starting that, and I'm also making sure that they understand what I do, I answer their questions, um, and
1: I'm explaining what's, what's going to go on, what happens, and why would someone do that, though, like, like let's why, go back, okay, here. so okay, further, like, okay, we'll step back for why, why, so people are coming to me when their animals have behavioral issues.
0: Basically, we don't understand why animals do what they do, but when an animal has a certain behavior, they totally know why they're doing what they're doing, because it makes sense to them. So, for example, I have um, one of my last behavior cases was a cat that was literally pooping in the bathtub and not in the litter box, and the person is like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So she contacted me going, can you help me with this? And there are a million reasons. Like that's another whole blog as to why a cat would poop outside of a litter box. And so my whole point is to get to the reason of why the animal is doing that and then
1: explain it to the person. So I'm like a liaison. like an investigator almost. You're Pretty like, much. what's going on here? Yes. But can you connect with the cat where you kind of feel their energy, yes. their thoughts, their concerns? Yes. So people, that was the thing. People, people send me a photo of their animal.
0: And that photo is basically, I, I refer to it, um, that's the, the cat's digital fingerprint, right? Because I get the photo. And our fingerprint is unique. Our energetic vibration that we vibrate at as ourselves is unique. So when I see the photo of the animal, I'm connecting to them directly. It's like Wi-Fi. We, it, it turns on everything but we don't see the physical connectivity of the wires that go from you know the Wi-Fi box to our laptop or to our phone. and that's the same thing with me with animal communication I'm tele- telepathically connecting.
1: With, I know, with with the animals. You said I'm the word. I you said, said the word. word. I said the <laughs> word. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. So so intake form because somebody's having an but yes, and then you connect with them. Then you ask them to send a photo. Well, yeah. Well, I I'll ask them to. I'll send them an email asking them to send me a photo. um Set up end a time, to, end time end to like time zoom time zoom do or whatever. Yeah, most because people this people is what yes, a lot of women have does. trouble with is the system and process of taking their skill or talent and packaging it in a structured way. Yes. Right. So I'm happy that you're explaining this right now, okay. and that's why I'm being rigid with you and okay. wanting you to really lay it out <laughs> because this is something that not a lot of women who have a passion or a purpose right. can do. They can't package it. They can't put it into steps. Okay. Right? Okay. So I'm I'm happy that you do this really well well my, my, my whole point like in especially with the discovery
0: call is I'm also here to see you know is my service going to help their them in their situation but I am here for the benefit of the animal and the relationship with their person
1: I may not be the right person for them. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't want to take their money until you've talked to them correct. because you want to know that correct. there's a bit of a connection there. But I also have a network yeah. of other animal communicators yeah, and
0: other people with modalities. And if and I'm like, uh, I think you'd actually be better with this person. Yeah. I will send them to them. And I charge um, you know I, I charge a fee and I know some people who approach me going, uh, 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 I don't know if I can pay that. I, I give options mm-hmm. because I'm here to help mm-hmm. and you know there's some students that I can refer to that I mentor some charge and some are learning so it depends on mm-hmm. the skill level that you want okay. and then some go to me so I'm
1: here to network out and That's to help cool. the people who I can help because yeah you are part of a quite of a quite a large network I by the sound of things. and I you am. know Shelley Shelley yes is that you say so your last name? Uh, Shelly Orva Grote, yes. Mm-hmm. She's also part of your network, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's lovely.
0: And she and I actually communicate to each other's animals often because, yes. you know, even an animal communicator needs a communicator because when I'm so emotionally involved or invested in my relationship with my animal, it's very hard to remain unbiased in really stressful
1: situations. So it's I like help. a massage therapist. Absolutely. A massage therapist. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. So they do the, the 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 discovery call, the consultation call. Yeah. They show up for that yeah. on Zoom. Yeah. Then you're like, Kate, hey, Just do, sometimes does that just morph into the real yes. deal? I think yes. so. Okay. It, it does. So so <laughs> last night, for example, um, I had a, a a
0: client from from Lethbridge who uh, we talked briefly for about 15 minutes in the morning,
1: and then all of a sudden, I just instantly know, okay, yes, I can do this. And, and then do you um, just kind of make yourself available because it's kind of an urgent situation, or do you often book them like a week out? Well, that's, or it, it, it all it all depends on the situation and the, the urgency, and also my
0: availability because I am um, booking up in advance. Um, I do leave room for some emergency situations. But this one yesterday, I'm like, okay, yep, 7 o'clock, and I can do this. So we did a real-time communication. So I usually connect with the animal just before, and um, we're having... Conversation And then I talk with the person, and then I share the information. And then this morning, I had another client that I was talking with, and we were doing our initial intake um, review. And I said, oh, because because this is a potential end-of-life transition, and in this case, I'm like, okay, this, this is going to take a lot of time. So I want all the information ahead of time. Because I'm going to have a distance communication first because there's a lot of really big questions that need to be answered and I need that time and space to have that communication with just the animal. And then in the follow-up with the person, um, so not everyone has a follow-up, sometimes it just goes from the intake, boom, and then others have, you know, two or three sessions, but in those two or three sessions, it's still all under the same fee. It just depends on what's involved on a case-by-case situation. So some are more involved. And then I'm talking with the person sharing the information the animal shared, but it's also real-time. So if they have questions, I can also connect with the animal and share with them right away what's going on. Yeah. And then typically, it's um, that's, that's the end of working with me. And I've built a relationship with a lot of people uh, with their animals that when there's a medical crisis or some physical problems going on or now their animal is reaching end of life or they're having issues with their senior years, they contact me again. And I have that relationship. So I had another woman, I had done um, three communications with her, with two animals, actually four communications with her, Um, two after one had passed and two... With another one that was here, and I will soon be having a fifth communication now that her second animal has passed. So it's for people who worked with me a lot of the time, it ends up becoming like a lifelong friendship or the life of their
1: relationship with their animal. Because you have a relationship with your animal even after they're gone, like you still, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah. So in closing, Hannah, will you please give our listeners and watchers uh, a little bit of marketing advice? You've come a long way and you've learned a lot and you love to help people. So Mm -hmm. tell these ladies who are stuck in their head and can't make a video or who haven't started an Instagram account yet or don't have a website yet or who are just frozen with what to do next. Give them a little can I actually use the Nike slogan?
0: Just do it. Please. Yeah. Like it is, it is literally just do it. Um, be unapologetic. Um, don't be scared. Just, and I know you're scared. I'm still scared when I'm doing things, um, in regards to like doing a video and it's, it takes me 10 times, but how else am I going to get my message out there? And my whole point is to be real because I want to find people who are real. So literally just be yourself. Um, trust, trust yourself, put yourself out there, because how else are people going to find you if you're just like, no one would know who I am if I just stayed in my office at home, and talk with people, ask people questions, find mentors, find courses, you know, like Lindsay, I, I truly believe, you know, like YYC Entrepreneurs has really helped a lot, because it taught me um, more about the social media on a more in-depth level and I was in a safe environment to ask questions and to to learn um, some more ins and outs that I wouldn't have been able to figure out on my own and I wouldn't have had the time so having this six week commitment for me was like I have no problem getting up early so that was a piece of cake but it was like yeah okay, I have homework to do I am gonna show up for myself and I learned I've shown up for my father, I've shown up for so many others that I'm like, okay, I am now in my 50s. I am showing up for myself and I am going to do this. And it's just making that um, it's making that commitment and knowing that I was accountable to other women um, I'm like I am also accountable to myself. And I don't know if that comes with age, uh, wisdom, maturity, or just just comes to anyone at the right time. Um, it's just just doing it. Um, I know the fear is there, but how else do you get through fear than walking through it? And we don't always walk through it pretty. Much. So I almost equate this again back to grief. We can be afraid and hide and Cry and never talk about it but if we don't share our grief and walk through our grief and realize that it's part of it we're never going to grow and it's in those downs of life that we actually grow and that's where you get your courage and it's mustering up the courage and it's also
1: being okay with um, not being okay <laughs>
0: That's really what yeah, it is. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And, and this group, for, for that, is, is great. The accountability factor, like I said, um, just showing up. I'm showing up for other women, and they're showing up for me. There's a lot of value right there.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think community is key because yes. before we, you know, when we have something in our head and we haven't announced it to anyone and we haven't asked anyone to hold us accountable, we haven't asked anyone for help, we can easily quit. We can easily back out. We can easily take the easier route, right? Well, and we it's make like,
0: excuses because we don't have anyone to show up for. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you have not uh, got a team, you need a team. Start looking around. Start finding those people in your world that are doing things that are a little more big and bold than others, people that seem to possess some leadership skills that you can maybe be a part of the things that they're doing just... Yeah, bu- bu- build your team. Your, your mm. team will come when you put it out
0: there. Because I, I kept asking, like I had reached a point, I'm like, show me a way and show me someone. And it was literally a friend went to the course, told, not my friend, but my friend's friend went. <laughs> and it's like that, you know, hair commercial, she told two friends, she told two friends. And <laughs> that's how it worked, and that's how I ended up here. And I also let another friend know. Yeah. And she's in yes. Lindsay's Tuesday group. Yeah.
1: And it's helping each other be the best that they can be. Yeah, and when you find something that works, share it, right? Yes, share it. Yes, yes, yes. And be happy for someone mm. who's succeeding. Yeah, and yeah. this throw competition out the window totally. And, yeah. and
0: some people who are starting out, like, there's all different levels of us of where we are in our business. But the best part is is There's always something to learn from everyone. Whether you're starting out, the questions you may ask helps me. Um, Where I'm at, maybe I'm motivating someone or inspiring someone to to do something. But I, I don't know, I'm going to say I I mentor a lot of students um, who are going through the Gurney Institute program. And I I tell them often, you know, the teacher teaches the student, but the student always teaches the teacher. Yes! I a, I've
1: learned so much from all you guys! Yes, Absolutely! Yes, oh yes. my gosh! Yes! yes. I, am I always joke that inspired. I selfishly created this group, <laughs> I, but <laughs> I, I selfishly created the community <laughs> for myself. Yes! It's, I kind of did, but yes. I was like, I give a lot to you guys, but I get so much in return. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's an absolute plug-in. It's yeah. a recharge. Yeah, and that's why I'm so excited for tomorrow night. Yeah. So I'm so excited. Like, the inspiration goes both ways. Yeah. And everyone's, you know, goal is... is goal. And celebrating each other. I mean, gosh, yes. how many times as women do... Especially, you know, with moms who are looking after all the things. How do we just... How often do we stop and celebrate something they don't? Never, right? So tomorrow, tomorrow night, we're going to celebrate. Hold on to the wheel here. Celebrate. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap it up here. Um, yeah. Thanks for this opportunity. Hey, before you take off, Lindsay here again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you're plugged into the email list so you're getting all the good stuff that's going out there at yycfempreneur.com. I also hope that you're connected to us either on Facebook or Instagram at yycfempreneurs. And I want to let you know about a really cool thing that's launching on November 7th. You can get three free months access to a new Facebook community, a private Facebook group that I'm launching on November 7th. It's called the Monetization and Accountability team. In that group, you're going to get live marketing training from me, all the nerdy stuff that I gather from the world. I'm going to bring it back and share it in there with you. The group is $39 a month. But you're going to get three months for free if you purchase the book, which is on pre-sale for 40% off until November 7th. So you don't have a lot of time to get in on this. I suggest you do it right now today at yycfempreneur.com. And yeah, I'm really excited to be able to create more stuff for you to help you be the amazing woman that you are on social media and on the internet and just being able to serve more and more of your ideal clients. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. Can't wait to meet you soon. If I haven't met you already, cheers.